those that are joining us online tonight for our Grace Institute Bible School lesson here. As we continue in our lesson that we started a couple weeks ago on guarding your heart. And, you know, we are continuing to deal with that, but then we add a subtitle to it, The Three Prongs of Faith. And this is what I've been teaching uh, during the week about the three prongs of faith. And so the three prongs of faith here is wisdom, uh, revelation wisdom, uh, knowledge, revelation knowledge, and spiritual understanding. These are what I call the three prongs of faith. Now, the reason why I call them the three prongs of faith, because if you're going to guard your heart, if you're going to keep away any type of offense, you're going to have to have God's wisdom. Okay? Why? Because you're not going to be able to avoid the offense. Jesus said it's impossible. Okay? So according to Luke 17, 1, we're not going to be able to bypass offense. But it's the attitude that we have against that offense. So it's how we go through it. Amen? When you hear something that wants to throw you off or hear something that, you know, try to knock you down. Well, you have to make the decision in how you're going to look at that. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And so I was using uh, Proverbs chapter 2. I've been using Proverbs chapter 2. And uh, for some of you, probably this is probably the first time you're hearing this lesson. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 2, and let's look here at verse 1, because here are some, I did talk a little bit about this Tuesday morning, so um, so let's look at some of the qualifications here to void your heart of offense, okay? And what you're doing, you're guarding your heart, you're keeping away words, that wants to uh, put you in a place and um, and rob you of your victory. Amen? So here we go in Proverbs chapter 2. And notice verse 1. Notice the first thing he said here. My son, if thou will. Notice it. The word if thou is you making a decision. That's a part of your soul. It's called your will. That means you have to do what? Choose. Your, your will is your chooser. So you have to choose God's word, God's way. If I'm going to guard my fence from offense, then you go, not only with that, but notice when man ate a violate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it wasn't just a tree of, of the knowledge of evil. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that man partook. And remember, we were created in the image and likeness of him, so therefore, though we may not have been there uh, uh, physically, but spiritually, we were there because God created man, and after the essence of God breathing into man, 
and give him the breath of life, from that point on, man was going to duplicate the kind that God created when he created Adam and Eve. But what happened here is, is that you know, as I know, that he ate of the tree that God said not to. So every human from that point on, notice this, have fallen short of the glory of God. Okay? And so just as your chooser, the reason why it's your chooser, because I can choose to do wrong as well as to do right. Okay? Now, born again or not, you have that choice. Okay? But being born again, it helped us to do what? To eliminate the choice of thinking wrong. It gives us that ability. It gives us that advantage. Okay? Being not born again, you don't have that advantage. You may choose not wanting to do, but that's what the Apostle Paul said. That's why the, Rome, the book of Romans chapter 7, it was giving you the position of what a person looked like outside of Christ. That's what Romans chapter 7, it, it, it is. That's why he said, the thing that I, you know, want not, I find myself doing. And he said, oh, wretched man, you know, uh, who can help me? See, in yourself, you can't. But then he go right back into Romans 8.1 and said, therefore, now there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So what he was doing, he was using chapter 7 to show you that it's impossible to live outside of Christ to do Romans 7. Romans 7 is showing you, you can't do this without Christ. Okay? So sometimes people try to make a comparison of, of saying, well, you see what the Apostle Paul said, you know, in Romans chapter 7? But no, what he was actually doing, putting together, letting you know and I know, you can't live the Christian life without being born again. That is the life Without Christ, Romans 7, it was dealing with the law. It, it, let me show you something for a moment here. Um, go, go to Romans chapter 7 and look at verse 15. Let's start at verse 15. Hello, y'all. Let's look at verse 15. Romans chapter 7. <clears throat> He said, for that which I do allow not, for what I would, that I do not. But that I hate, that I do. That don't even, it's like, that don't even make sense, does it? But you know, and I know, in our flesh, these things can happen. Right? Because I'm angry. Right? Been mistreated. Right? Okay. Next verse, Casey. He said, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Keep going. Now then, it is no more I that do it. See that? But the sin that dwelleth in me, that nature, that nature that liveth in him, it do it. Hello, ladies. All right, are you, can y'all see that? Look at verse uh, 18. 
and, and pay attention to the brackets. We'll say there. For I know that in me, notice what it said, in me, and notice the brackets, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. I think that's a good thing for him to have put that there. Because he's trying to say, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. In other words, he's not just talking about his body. He's talking about the nature of which you and I was conceived in. Dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Why? Because you're spiritually dead. Okay? Next verse. For the good that I would do, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do, right? Take for the granted, you say, I'm not going to eat that ice cream again. Right? <laughs> and you find yourself going back at it. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> See, because you don't have, I'm just trying to show you. <laughs> Without that nature being changed, man, it, it, you know, it's a fight. Okay? Next verse, Casey. Now, if I do, now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth where? In me. That's the second time he said that. Okay, next verse. I find then a law that when I would do good, Evil is present with me. Yeah. Because why? You have the knowledge of both. That's why it's always a struggle. It's a fight. The spirit is the anchor to the soul. You leave the soul by itself, this is what you're going to have. It make a good bucket of milk and then they'll turn around and kick it over. No understanding. You know, the scripture talking about you know, be like the be like be not like the horse or the mule that need a bridle to do what to turn him where he needs to go. Okay. Next verse, case. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Keep going. But I see another law in my members. It's warring against the law of my mind. And it's bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Absolutely. Because you don't have nothing, nothing there to do what? To give you light, to give you understanding. Keep going. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who should deliver me from the body of this death? Keep going. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Keep going. Now, we get into the place where it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, the rest of that was added. It says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It is true, but it is in an italic size. It was added. The original strip, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. 
Okay, because everything you read in chapter seven, it will put you in a place of trying to perform and you will always end up coming short. Okay, you can't do this without the presence of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Okay, so now go back to. Go back to to. Proverbs two. And look here at verse one. Proverbs chapter 2. It said, my son, if thou will receive my word, see, and hide my commandments with thee. See, the first thing he has to do is what? Receive his word. The next thing he has to do is what? Hide them. Keep them like a treasure. Okay. Next verse. So that thou incline thy ears unto wisdom. See, the only way you can incline your ears to wisdom, number one, you have to uh, receive it. Is that right? And then number two, you have to do what? What do we say say you have to do? Once you receive, then you have to do what? Hide it in thine heart like a treasure. I mean, just like if you had, you know, money at your house or you had a a gun, you know, you, you, you you don't leave that open for everybody to see. You have a treasure. Somewhere you hide it, somewhere you put it. It's a value. Well, that's what the word is saying. You must hide this word in your heart. It's a value. In other words, to hide it in your heart, I'm going to watch what I, because now I know that the knowledge of good and evil is present. So I'm going to be careful what I put my eyes to. I'm going to be careful what I put my mouth on. I'm going to be careful how I'm listening to whatever is out there. Hmm? Why? Because I can bring good to bad to pass as well as I can bring evil to pass. I be the subject, have to make the decision in how I'm going to choose. Are you getting this? I mean, the, the new bird that you and I receive as a new creature in Christ Jesus, it is to put us back in place as the first Adam was to make the decision to choose to serve God. Or to choose to serve the enemy. Or choose to serve your flesh. You say, well, why would God go through all of that and still give me joy? Because it wouldn't be fair to you and I. And God is not unjust. The purpose of the new creation is so that you can choose him. Amen? That's the whole key. I mean, just think about the love that's in that. I don't make you. I mean, I made the way for you, and yet I, do, I still don't make you. I don't force you. I give you the choice to choose. But when one hears the gospel of Jesus Christ, you'll find out this is not a hard decision to make. Amen? So number, verse 2 here says, so that thou incline thine ears to unto what? Wisdom. Why? Because you took it as a treasure. You hid it. And apply thine heart to understanding. Next verse. Yes, if thy cry after wisdom, I mean after knowledge, and lift it up thy voice for understanding, for time's sake, drop down to the verse, is it verse 6? For the Lord give it wisdom. This is the three prongs of faith. 
The Lord giving wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and what? Understanding. Now, you already possess wisdom. Okay? That's why I'm, I'm rushing this because now, uh, uh, Casey, go to Colossians chapter 1 and we'll spend the rest of our time probably here in this prayer. Colossians 1 and look at verse 9 and let's put this in the classic amplifier, these couple of verses. For this reason, we also, from the day we heard it, do not cease to pray and make special requests for you. This is Paul talking about praying for the church of Colossae. And he says, asking that you may be filled with the full, deep and clear knowledge of his will. How? In all spiritual what? Wisdom. See, and what is that wisdom? Incomprehensive insight into the ways and the purpose of God. That's what wisdom is. Now, you have that in your born-again spirit. But your soul don't have, don't, it, it doesn't react to the same quality. You, it has to be taught. So in order for the soul to come on board and begin to walk in this comprehensive insight, because that's what he's talking about. In all, notice this, that you be filled with full, deep, clear, clear knowledge of his will. Well, if I'm born again in my spirit, why would I need to be, why, would, why do I need to be filled with the deep, clear knowledge of his will when I already have his spirit living inside of me? See, it's not your spirit that needs the knowledge of his will. Your spirit is producing the knowledge of his will. It's my soul that don't have the knowledge of his will. So if I'm going to guard my heart from offense, I need to make sure that I know what is that I may be filled with the full, deep, clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and comprehensive insight into the ways and the purpose of God. Why? Because if you don't understand why God put you on this path and why the offense is coming at you, then you will find yourself retaliating against something that, you know, they're, not, they're unaware of what's going on. But you are aware that it is God that put you in this position. There's part of your walk with God the more you walk with him, the more you are land in a place in your walk with him, almost like having no understanding why I am in this, in this spot. The word of God that you used to work for you before, it doesn't hardly work now. The path that he put you on, that it brought you light, doesn't, it doesn't satisfy you anymore. See, it's all God. Why? Because now... It's like you becoming like a bow-footed priest, you know, trusting him in every step that you make. Why? Because he's doing a new thing on the inside of you, and only God can bring you through it. So that means you're going to have to be filled with the deep, clear knowledge of his will without anything to lean upon, without anything to look to, but to him and him only. That's a deeper walk. Many don't get there. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Because there, just, just, let me see, can I bring some of this out? Notice what he said here. In understanding and discernment of spiritual things. That's why you, you need to be filled with the deep, clear knowledge of his will. What, notice this. <clears throat> what, in understanding, why? Because I need to properly discern why did this assault come against me? Why is this person so agitated against me? You got to you have to recognize. Don't take it personal. It's the stand that you have made. It's the walk of faith that you have that you have committed yourself to, and you're looking and you're saying, "I'm not backing up. I'm committed to go all the way." And if you stay, if you keep your commitment and continue to walk with God long enough, you will. Outdo the the offense. You will outdo the pressure of life that's trying to make you turn back. Why? Because you have committed yourself and say, "No, I've come too far. I'm not turning back. I'm not going to allow what this what was said, what was done, to offend me. I'm not going to take this offense. Because when you take that offense, notice what it does. It turns into a root of bitterness." Hmm? And normally, and normally, this is what this is this is what happened. This is what happened in the religious circle. People get offended. Hmm? They become offended, and they don't understand that that offense. Satan is using it to do what? To trip you up. Hmm. To get you and I in position to, to do what? Because notice this, the offense is a seed, and that seed of offense may be called resentment, hurt, unforgiveness. Uh, it could be a, no, a number of things that can affect you. And if you and I don't have the proper attitude in learning how to deal with an offense, then we will become the victim and everything that we touch and everything that we come around, we will bring defilement against it. We will defile everything around it. Why? Because I didn't keep the proper attitude of the words that came to me or the report that I got. Hmm? I'm, all I'm saying to you is that we're going to have to learn how, why? Because if you, don't, if you don't get this, then guess what? Those offense are there to keep us from walking in God's best. All right? Okay. Go to the next verse, Casey. Notice this. That you may walk and live. This word walk means live and conduct yourselves in a manner worded to who? Of the Lord. Notice it's not worded to yourself. Because what? Self be dead. I be dead. So the life that I'm now living in the flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's why he said that you may walk 
That means live, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. You can't be fully pleasing to him if you allow yourself to become offended. That offense is to get you and I to be stuck. I don't know how they can talk to me that way after all that I've done. Right? I don't know why they will say that about me after everything that I've done. I've taken away from myself. I've done this and I've done that. And all of that may be true, but guess what? That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to use it as a cloak. And before you know it, that thing will get a hold to you. And then you will start seeing things through your imagination that's not even so. But they become more and more perverted because that's the way you see the matter. Because you made a judge, you made a decision to do what? To take the offense. And when you do that, you don't understand that offense is filled with nothing but darkness from the enemy. And we got believers today living with an offense. And it has sprung unto a root of bitterness. Hmm? I'm telling you, weed will choke out your garden if you don't get it out. And if you tolerate toxic talk, toxic behavior, I mean, you know, way back then, I didn't know it was, you know, a root of bitterness. We used to have a coffee shop. Christians had a coffee shop on, on Johnson Street. I forgot what it was called. But we used to show up there all the time. Good coffee. But it was the, gospel, the gossip house for the believer. You're talking about... I mean, you talk from about the man of God all the way on down to the layperson. Oh, yeah. And, you, you know, I didn't know what it was then. Now I know. Okay? So you, you, you really want to be mindful of how you put your mouth on anyone. But notice this. He said that you may walk and live, conduct your lives in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, and desiring to please him, how? In all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing, increasing in and by the knowledge of God. See, you're steadily growing and increasing, how? By the knowledge. Hmm? By what? The knowledge of God with what? Fuller, deeper, and what? Clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. You can't have that if you are offended. You got to get to the place to say, in your life, I'm not going to take offense to this. Because I'm telling you, saints, the enemy is lurking, especially the closer you get to a breakthrough of any kind, he's lurking to see what he can do to get you to take the bait of offense. I mean, some of us, you know, people could have done you wrong 10 years ago and you're still holding that. You hear their name, oh, I don't want to hear nothing about Better let that go. And you don't realize why are you not really moving forward? 
You're still holding something in your heart against that individual. Hmm? God can restore anybody and continue to use them, and they'll move on with their life. And you find out, say, I don't know how they're moving on like this, and I'm, you know, I'm doing all that I can, what I can. And, and you, you're holding them back ten years ago of something that they did or something that they were involved in, and you don't even recognize they got that thing right, and you still stuck. Hmm? I mean, think about it, saints. God don't have no other people to use but people that are full of flaws. That's all of us. The only flawless human being that lived on the earth was Jesus. All the rest of us, we got flaws. We're going to do good for a while, and then we're going to mess up. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for forgiveness. And then you get back in the race. Hallelujah. Amen. So notice this. Next verse, uh, Casey. Paul said, we pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory. Notice all of this is about God himself. According to the might of what? His glory. Hmm? That you may be what? Strengthened. Notice it. We pray that you may be invigorated, strengthened with all power. According to what? The might. What might? Of his glory to do what? To exercise every kind of endurance. That endurance is, I'm telling you, that endurance, when you walk in endurance, that means you have made a decision, I'm going to stay the course. That endurance is that stay in power. I'm going to stay close to the Lord. I'm not going to let this offend me. I'm going to put this down. I'm not going to carry this. When someone try to bring this, bring this up to me, I'm going to say, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not talking about that no more. I'm not dealing with that anymore. Nope, nope. I cast that care on the Lord. Yes, but you know how they did you so wrong. That's what I know. But I cast it up on the Lord. See, that's what that endurance is. That endurance, notice that we pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory. You can't do it according to the might of yours. We're going to fall short. You're going to fall short. But not with his glory. Not with his might. See, you and I, we are dead to ourselves, spiritually speaking, but we are alive under him. So we are drawing everything from him and we are speaking everything out through him. Wow. That's worth your coming tonight right there. Huh? So he said, notice this. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory. I love that. According to the might of his glory to do what? To exercise. Notice this. You exercise. It's just like we were talking about exercising before church. You're exercising. 
Not eating little Debbie. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. I don't want that. You're exercising. Bobby put away sugar. He's exercising. Every kind of endurance. Does it take does it take exercise? Does it take saying no? Right? See, you're exercising. See, but notice it. You have to have knowledge of understanding to do what? To say no. A lot of people don't have the understanding when it comes to spiritual growth and spiritual development. And that's why they, they return back to whatever they came out of because when it gets too shaky or when it looks too uh, scary or whatever you want to call it, people pull back. But that's where you're going to see the hand of God because you can't do it. You're vulnerable. He needs you and I to be vulnerable so that the power of the Holy Spirit can kick in like a turbo. Amen? Yeah. See, to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance, and forbearance, notice this, with joy. It didn't say happiness. It said, well, Joe, why? Because I know something. I know how this is going to turn out. I know why this thing coming against me. It's not coming against me personally. Yes, I'm receiving the personal rebuke or the personal blunt of it or whatever it is. But guess what? I know why it's happening. I made a decision to not be offended. I made a decision I won't take the bait. So Satan is saying, oh, yeah, we're going to see. Then he's going to throw something at you. Are you understand what I'm saying? The sea is your mind made up. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? All of us, are, again, you're not going to be able to stop offense from coming to you. Okay? But it's the attitude that you and I possess In that trial, so that it does not turn to a root of bitterness. Okay, next verse, Casey. Giving thanks to the Father. Look at this. That's what most of our prayer should be about. Who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion of which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in the light. That's an inheritance, right? Next verse. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has what? Transferred us, how? To the kingdom of of the Son, where? Of His love. Can y'all see that? Oh my. I mean, just think about that for a moment. Let's, 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 let's uh, look at this for a moment. Keep going. Uh, verse 14. <clears throat> In whom we have what? 
our redemption. Notice it how? Through his blood, which means what? The forgiveness of our sins. Keep going. Now, he is the exact likeness of the unseen God. Talking about Jesus. So if, if Jesus is the exact likeness of the unseen God, what did that make you and I? Amen? The visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of what? Of all creation. The word was with God. The word was God. And the same is with God in from the beginning. Is that right? All right, let me give you one more other thing here. Uh, I got time to do this. Watch this. Uh, Casey, go to, go back to Proverbs chapter 4. And let's look here at verse 20. Last few verses I'm going to give you for the night. I can... I got six minutes. My son, do what? Attend to my word. When you think about the word attend, what do you think it's saying? Listening. Pay attention. Listen, Brother Johnny. Pay attention. <laughs> Listen. Pay attention to what? My words, he said. That's what he's saying. Pay attention to my word, consent, and submit to what? My saying. No, it didn't say your dad, your mom. No, it didn't say the bank. He said my saying. I mean, if you're going to keep your heart from offense, you're going to have to draw life nutrients from his word. That's the only way you can go at your heart. You can't go at your heart in your own self-righteous, in your own self-thinking. I'm telling you, it won't measure up because the enemy is going to play in your mind how dedicated you were, how committed you were, and look at they did you like a dirty dog. I mean, you know, if I was you, man, all that work, I'm going to just, yeah, them beautiful, I'm going to drive by that late tonight. Me a couple bricks, I'm gonna shatter all them windows. That thought. Hmm? What you doing? You're letting that thing fester. It's growing on the inside. You may not do it tonight. But if you keep thinking on that thing, keep walking in that bitterness, sooner or later you'll find yourself and you'll say, Oh my God, what have I done? Too late. You were driven by your own lust because you didn't know how to deal with it with the right attitude. Look, trouble come to us all. Um, insult, unforgiveness of something, it comes to us all. But it's not what comes to us, it's what our response to it is. And so when you know that it's impossible for offense not to come, then I'm going to fix myself by faith that when something come along unpleasant, 
whatever it may be, I'm already prepared to allow the anointed, the anointing of the anointed one to rise within me and to speak from the life of him, Christ that's in me, rather than speak from my own tradition, my own self-righteous. I have a choice, but I choose life. As Deuteronomy 30, 19 said, God said, I record this day before you. I put life and death, blessing and cursing. He said, now choose life that you and your seed may live. So he's telling you the choice to make. Is it easy? No. But I'm telling you, is it worth it? Yes. Because that's where the strength comes in. That's where you're going to see the, the, the fruit. The, uh, a patient is a virtue. It's a fruit. When you can, when you can allow patience to, to develop inside of you from the top of your head to the crowns of your feet. I mean develop on the inside of you. That's when you know that, hey. Uh-uh, I've come too far to quit. I come too far, you know, to you know to go after that cheap shot. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not biting. I'm not gonna take the bait. That's gotta be your attitude. That's gotta be my attitude all the time. You can't look at this thing from right and wrong, saints. You can't judge it like your unsaved neighbor would do it or your unsaved uh, employee would do it. You got to look at this thing from the Holy Ghost that's inside of you. Because the, the bigger prize is at work on the inside of you. Can't see it, can't touch it, but that's why you got to trust him. His word will never fail. So he said, my son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my saying. Next verse. Let them not depart from your sight. See that? Keep them in the center of your heart. So in other words, I got to guard my heart. I got to keep looking at the word. I got to keep feeding on the word. Even when I feel lowly, when I feel like, you know, that thing trying to come up on me, I need to go back to the word. Nope. This is what the word says. What am I doing? I'm keeping that off of me. Next verse, Casey. For they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. You know how many people are sick mentally? Weakened in their physical body because they didn't know how to let go of that offense, that hurt. They didn't know how to move on. Oh, yeah. Uh, an offense can put you in a very vulnerable place if you don't know how to let go. Did you learn anything tonight? I know it's short to the point, but that's all we have for you tonight, amen?